Allie Reese has a special. Uh, Allie asked me every time she has special. Caleb, will you play with me? Okay, yeah, I guess. So uh, we're gonna do a song. It's called uh, "Broken Vessels" by Hillsong. These pieces broken and scattered in mercy gathered, mended and whole, empty handed but not forsaken. I've been set free, I've been set free. Sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now. Oh, can see the love in your eyes, laying yourself down, raising up the broken to life. You take our failures, you take our weakness. Set your treasure in jars of clay. So take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in Yourself down, raising up the broken to life. Sing this with me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. One more time, amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
is gone. Sermon to be short. Amen. Miss <laughs> Barbara, in a minute and a little bit, we're going to have a, would you mind playing a, in a minute, a song for a, for an altar call? The, um, you have your Bible, Luke chapter 10. I want to speak tonight on the subject of one thing. One thing. Luke chapter 10. And uh, the story of Mary and Martha. Verse 38. <clears throat> and it came to pass as they went, and he entered into a certain village, a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Ask her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. One thing, I preached here a while back upon uh, God producing fruit in your life. But God is not interested in how much fruit you're showing on the outside as much as what He is doing to you on the inside. God is not about superficial. He's not about what you look like. Remember this morning's sermon in 1 Samuel 16? He's interested. God doesn't look on the outside. He looks at what? Your heart. God is interested in your heart. He's very interested. If we're going to have revival, it's going to be God in your heart working. When you got saved, you didn't ask God into your blood pumping muscle. 
you ask God into your heart. Now, what does that mean, the center of your life, the center of your will? Your, what, is your, what is your innermost desire? I love God with all my heart. And the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is very interested on the inside of a man. He doesn't care about the dirt on your shoes, the stain on your pants. He doesn't care even about the sins of your past if you open your heart to Him. Look at this one, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27. Matthew 23 and 27. This is is Jesus with x-ray vision. I used to love to look at comic books. Superman has x-ray vision. Jesus can do the same thing, obviously, in real life. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, for you are like unto whited sepulchres which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. That's not a very pretty heart. They, they, had, they had a mess. Ouch. If God is really interested on the inside of you, can you change that tonight? We're, in just a minute, we're going to have a really an altar call, but if anybody has a decision they need to make, you can come see me, talk to me, come on. We're getting ready for revival. If you want to start cleaning your heart, or if you don't want to even, if you say, you know what, Brother Michael, I haven't looked in my heart in a while. These verses are causing me to look at my heart. Psalms 46 and verse 10. You want to start? Here's how you start. Here's how you start. Not only is one thing needed, here's the first step. Be still. Most people, uh, I, I pick at Darren Hopper. Darren Hopper is a, a man that never sits still. He hates sitting still. But there's a big difference between sitting still and doing nothing. A lot of times people think, if I'm sitting still, I'm doing nothing. Well, God says, be still. Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Not only do you need to be still, but in First Samuel, excuse me, First Kings nineteen, verse eleven, you need to be quiet. Do you know anybody that if you visit with them, you're going to be there a while? Is <laughs> sometimes people enjoy visiting. God wants to hear from you. But sometimes we need to hear from Him. Amen? God loves to hear from you. But sometimes you need to hear from Him.
1 Kings 19.11. And of course, this is uh, Elijah being our example. He said, go stand upon the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent or tore the mountain and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Notice this next key phrase. But the Lord was not in the wind. Look at that last phrase. The Lord was not in the earthquake. Next verse. After the earthquake of fire, but what? The Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Verse 13, don't want to miss this. And it was so when Elijah heard it. And let me ask you something real quick. If you want to clean your heart, if you want a fresh start, if you want revival to start with you, can you be still and quiet enough that you can hear it? Hear what? Wait for him. Just wait for him. He didn't hear it till when? He waited. There's a lot of noise in the world. And you'll hear it if you stop to listen. Jesus is our example. I've told this story before, and it's fun to repeat. A preacher wanted to take some time off and uh, try to recharge his batteries and um, get some, revive himself, new fresh energy. One of the men in the church didn't think he needed any time off. He said, preacher, the devil isn't taking any time off and you don't need to take any time off either. And the preacher said, well, if, if I don't take any time off, I'll be just as mean as the devil is. And besides that, our role model is Jesus, not the devil. So I'd rather have Jesus as a role model than the devil. So he may not take any time off, but God, listen, you ready? God can take care of the devil. He's not going to use you or me to do it. All he wants from you is to be faithful. Be willing to pause, stop, and listen. God, I I have trouble being still. Will you help me be still? Jesus in Matthew fourteen twenty three. Remember, he was. Uh, this is the famous scripture about walking on the water, and he sent the disciples away. Matthew fourteen twenty three. And he sent the multitude away. He went up in a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. He got away from the crowd. It doesn't show it in Matthew 17, which is the story of Mount Transfiguration. But in Luke's account of the Mount of Transfiguration, which is Luke 9, 28, notice what happened. Remember what what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. He took 
his innermost circle. And he said, um, hey, come on up here in the mountain. In Luke 9, 28, the Word of God says this. And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James and went up into a mountain to pray. God is interested in your heart. Will you allow Him to do a work in your heart tonight? Miss Barbara, as we get ready for a song, you get ready for a, for a hymn.